Hello everyone, my name is Aaron. I'm one of the pastors here at HDBB. Beginning this week, we are starting a series called Abide, where we will be looking at specifically into the book of John to explore what it means to have friendship with Jesus and how we can deepen our relationship with Him. For this part one, I'll be speaking to you on the topic, Just Because I Love Jesus. So let's turn with me to the book of John, chapter 12 beginning verse 1 to verse 8. Now, here's a story of three siblings by the name of Lazarus, Martha, and Mary. And they were hosting a meal for Jesus, and there were a few others in the room as well. So, beginning verse 1. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus has raised from the dead. Here, a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. When Mary took about a pine of pure nard, an expensive perfume, she poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, was later to betray him, objected, why wasn't this perfume sold at the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Leave her alone, Jesus said. It was intended that she would have saved this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for your word today. We pray as we unpack this together may we encounter you in a powerful way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Anyone here feels awkward whenever it comes to showing affection or love? I remember right after high school, I had to join national service program. And I met this girl and we started dating. It's one of the things you do in national service. Anyways, it was one fine afternoon. We were walking towards a cafe when... Suddenly, she stopped and said, I love you. Uh, I was shocked and I'm a little awkward when it comes with emotion or expressing those feelings, but I managed to compose myself and I replied her in the most romantic way. I said, thank you. And she got so upset and I remember saying, okay, okay, okay I'm so sorry. You know, I, you really caught me off guard. Let me just re rephrase myself again. What I wanted to say is, me too. Let me just tell you, that didn't go down too well. What she was hoping for me to say is, for me to say, I love you too. But I didn't. And that's how the relationship ended. <laughs> Anyways, I'm still learning. In many ways, that's similar to the relationship we have with God. God's love for us needs a response. And this is the story of God's love. He created humanity in his image because he loved us. And we and God, we were best friends in the beginning until we chose to disobey him. And that's what the Bible calls sin. And so now sin is in between our relationship with God. And the penalty, the price for sin is death. 
But God so loved the world that he sent his son Jesus to take the sin on himself and pay the price by dying on the cross. So that now we are free to have this friendship and a loving relationship with God once again. Then God resurrected his son Jesus and his presence now abide in us for those who chose to follow him. So how do we respond to God's love? And what he has done for us. It is what the Bible has written as, and called it the greatest commandment, which is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength, and with all of your mind. Now, that isn't a thank you or a me too love expression. The response that the Lord desires of us is to love him with everything. And here's a question for us. Do you love Jesus? You know, the Gospel of John ends with the story of Jesus sharing a breakfast with his best friends on a beach. And um, he was speaking to one of his disciples, Peter, and he asked Peter this question three times. He said, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And here's a question for all of us. Do you love Jesus? you really love Jesus? You know, this is a question that I've been asking myself a lot in recent time. And I found another question, which sort of like tagged him with the same question. And it goes something like this, and it really challenged my heart. The question was, if you died today and went to heaven, and it was filled with all the pleasures of the earth, with all the food, with all the physical pleasures, a place where there is no war, no pain, no tears, no sickness, no pandemic, no heartbreak. But Jesus wasn't there. Would you be happy? Honestly, I found myself struggling to say in confidence, yes, I won't be happy if Jesus is not there. Because the question answers all of my recent prayer requests made to him. No pain, no sickness, no war, no tears, no pandemic. And I started to realize that in a lot of my conversation with Jesus, there's been about what I can get out of him. I want to abide in Jesus so that I can be planted in streams of living water. I want to abide in Jesus so that I can be blessed. I want to abide in Jesus so that I can have this peace and joy. I want to abide in Jesus so that I can be anointed and effective in my ministry work. I want to abide in Jesus because I do not want to feel alone. Yes, this is all an outcome of a relationship with Jesus and there's nothing wrong with desiring that. But it isn't the main thing. The main thing is the person and not the promise. We are invited to abide in Christ because He loves us and our response to want to abide in Him is just because. I love Jesus just because I love Jesus. Maybe you're here watching today and you feel a little awkward in responding to God's love with love. Maybe you love Jesus, but you find yourself entangled with the tension of loving the promise a little bit more than the person. Maybe you don't have a relationship with Jesus at all and you're curious to know what a love relationship with Jesus looks like. Well, today we are going to look in the passage that we read earlier, 
and learn how we can deepen our love for Jesus and our friendship with him. We are going to look specifically at the character of Mary. Now, before this event, Mary has some form of experience with Jesus' presence and friendship. And, you know, she was seen, uh, she had witnessed Jesus' resurrection power when Jesus resurrected her brother Lazarus from the dead. And Mary had experienced friendship in close communion with Jesus. And so her response to Jesus is a wholehearted love. In the account of Luke, in the very same story we read, Jesus commanded Mary's action and said, as her great love has shown. It's one of the few times in the gospel where God commands someone of their love towards him. So let's look at three things we can learn from Mary. Number one, Mary made Jesus the main agenda. In verse three, it says, Then Mary took about a pint of pure nut, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Now, Mary poured this expensive perfume on Jesus' feet with no personal agenda. What's in for Mary? Serious question. What's in for her? What did she get from pouring this expensive perfume of hers on Jesus' feet? Nothing. There was no sign of her making a special request to Jesus or asking favor from him. None of that was even given to her afterwards. Her motive was, it was just because she loves Jesus. My grandmother lost her husband when she was very young and she was forced to raise four children all by herself from the oldest being 16, 13 and the youngest being six. And she wasn't wealthy at all. She then passed on in her early 60s. But one thing she never stopped doing throughout her entire life was that she never stopped making Jesus the main agenda every day. I remembered whenever I stay over at her place, I would see her wake up really early in the morning and she would read her Bible and pray. And then she'll go about cleaning the house, making breakfast for us. And once we were up having breakfast, she will slowly sneak into her room and she'll just start singing songs of worship. Now there was no YouTube worship, no instruments. It was just her singing out loud and clapping her hand. And then later in the evening, I'll see her pray and read the Bible again. And then at night before bed, she'll do the same thing. She'll read the Bible and pray again. Now, on top of that, every other day, she will be in church. She will turn up to every prayer meeting, every Bible study, every special services that's not on Sunday. And she doesn't drive. So normally she would walk and take the public transport. And sometimes she'll walk all the way seven kilometers to church. Now, I never really understood her motivation why she was so devoted until I was listening to her friends during her funeral. All of them said one thing. They said that she so loved Jesus. The fragrance of her love for Jesus filled in every room she walked into. Now, what I learned from my grandma is that despite the problems in her life, Jesus was still the main agenda. And what was her main agenda in pursuing Jesus? It was just a heart of her, just because 
I love Jesus. The second observation we can look in the life of Mary is that Mary gave her all to Jesus. She wasted her all at his feet. In verse 3, it says, Then Mary took about a pint of pure nut, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. This is not a cheap perfume. It was a very expensive perfume. That's why Judas was making such a fuss about it. He said uh, in verse 5, Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. That's one year's salary all at the feet of Jesus. In a recent article posted about six years ago, it estimated that it would have cost between 80,000 ringgit to 150,000 ringgit in today's time. And, you know, I googled what is the most expensive perfume today and it's Clive Christian number no. 1, a Christian perfume, which costs approximately about 18,000 ringgit. Now, the perfume that Mary poured on Jesus' feet cost about 4 to 8 times more than that. Now, this could have easily been Mary's most treasured possession, but this was not an issue for Mary because her treasure was Jesus. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And I think about today, one of the most valuable assets that we have is time. And I'm really inspired in the many ways that all of you, all of you give your time to Jesus. I think of those who have given their weekday to serve on Alpha for 10 weeks in a row, despite the Zoom fatigue in your workplace and in this pandemic. And some of you guys are even parents and you guys are doing that. I think about connect group leaders who have given out their time to run connect groups and care for the people here in church despite their own personal challenges. I think about our online pastors now and the volunteers both in CHTBB and HTBB Youth who have given so much of their time to pray, prepare and teach those younger ones in our congregation weekly on top of your very own jobs. Your love for Jesus and his kingdom is truly inspiring. And for some of you, by the fact that you're just tuning in uh, to a church online on a weekend, it's part of you giving your time to Jesus. Well done. My third and final observation, Mary stayed close to Jesus. Now, when I think of this, I think of my nephew, Andrew. He just turned one year old a couple of weeks ago. And Andrew so loved his mom and he's so attached to her. I remember during this one time we were on a video call with him. You know, he was enjoying his meal. He was at a dining table sitting right opposite of his mom. He was laughing about, he was eating. But the moment his mom stood up, he started grumbling in his like baby language. Like, Ugh! And then the moment the mom started walking away from the dining table, he started bursting out in tears and he kept looking at her, hoping that she would come back. Now, this attachment of Andrew reminds me of Mary in this story. Mary was one of those followers who would often want to stay close to Jesus. She was the one who ran to Jesus and asked him to raise his dead brother Lazarus up. She was the one who will often be sitting at the feet of Jesus whenever he comes to visit. Sometimes, her sister would always complain about that. She was also the one in the story who'd cling to Jesus even at his feet. And she was the one also that was with Jesus when he died on the cross. Even his disciples ran away. She was also the one who Jesus first appeared to after he resurrected. 
because she was at his grave. Mary didn't want to be separated from Jesus. Why? What was the motive of Mary's constant pursuit of Jesus? She's got a heart of a just because I love Jesus. Just because I love Jesus. So how can we grow in our love for Jesus? Here are a couple of practical steps. Number one, make time for Him. If you don't have time set aside for Him in your daily routine, make one now. Lucas Graham wrote in one of his famous songs, he writes, <clears throat> When you... <coughs> Sorry, let's try that again. When you love someone, you open up your heart. When you love someone, you make room. That sounded much better. When you love someone, you make room. And when you love Jesus, you make room for Him. In this season for me, I've set aside an extra time at night of just pursuing Jesus in worship. No prayer requests, no asks. Just a space to listen to Him, to talk to Him, and to be with Him. When you make time to seek and pursue Him, God said in Scripture that you will find Him when you seek Him with all of your heart. Make time for Him. The second and final practical step is start loving Him with what you have. In the last chapter in the book of John, Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? And Peter replied, I love you. Now, in the English translation, it doesn't really give an accurate description. In the original language, Jesus asked, Do you agape me? Which is the highest form of love, and it means unconditionally love me. Peter replied, I feel you, which means I friend friend love you. It's a bit of mismatch. So Jesus asked him the second time, Do you agape me? And Peter replied, I feel you. And you know what? Jesus accepted Peter's love. And on the third time, Jesus asked, Do you feel me? Peter said, You know all things. You know that I feel you. Jesus took the love that Peter could offer and multiplied it. How do we know this? Because about 50 years down the road, Peter wrote an epistle in which he writes the word love eight times. And all eight times was agape love. Maybe for you, loving Jesus today is giving Him five minutes or ten minutes a day to read the Bible and pray. Maybe loving Jesus for you is tuning in to church online with your family on the weekend. Maybe loving Jesus for you is in your giving and serving in church and telling your friends about Him. Wherever you are at, just start with the love that you have for Him and He will give you the love that you don't have. When Mary poured the perfume on Jesus' feet in verse 3, it, rise, it writes, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. When we begin to have a heart of a just because I love Jesus, the fragrance of our love for Him will begin to fill every space that we walk into. Like in our workplace, now the main agenda is no longer a promotion, but I'm giving my all just because I love Jesus. I'm serving and giving not to be noticed, but just because I love Jesus. And I'm giving my love to others, not so that I can get something out of them,
but it's just because I love Jesus. We can love Jesus because he first loved us. We can make Jesus our main agenda because he made us his main agenda when he came to earth. We are able to give our all to him because he first gave his all to us when he died on the cross for our sins. We are able to pursue him because he first pursued us. So why don't we take a moment right now to respond? If you're new to church and the Christian community, but never had a chance to invite Jesus into your heart, I'd like to give you an opportunity to do that. Jesus loves you and he died for you to take away your guilt, your shame, your past, present and future sins so that you are free to be in a loving relationship with God and you're free to love those around you. You can respond by repeating this prayer after me. Lord, thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. I'm sorry for the wrongs that I've done in my life. Please come into my heart today and be my God. In Jesus' name, amen. And for the rest of us, why don't we take a moment right now to receive God's love by the Holy Spirit into our hearts once again. And so we say this ancient prayer, Come Holy Spirit. 